You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Whoa! Oh, yeah, we're hitting back. The painkiller. The painkiller. The painkiller. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Jackson. Jackson. So we need to start acting like a big boy football. It's time for the jet tax to die. Whoa! You're listening to Weapons Hot on Sports War Radio and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Darnold fires one into the end zone. It is caught. That's a tip touchdown. And now here is your host, CJ, the painkiller, DeSimone, and Kevin Jackson. What's going on, Jets Nation? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast. We may as well introduce it. Let's go it. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for Mr. Kevin Jackson. And on the other side of the glass, let's go ahead and put put our hands together for Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine. I, I I can never get enough of that song. I was Anyhow, say, that's one of my just. <laughs> I, I get a kick out of every time I do it. I just hear Kevin giggle over on the other side. Oh man, I love that part, love that part man. The headbanging hurt today. Oh, right. I won't uh-huh. lie. The headbanging hurt today. Reaper's got a little bit of a headache. But... Oh wow. <laughs> so, well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is CJ the Painkiller D Simone, and I'm your host for today. As I'm joined by my two wingmen. Mr. Kevin Jackson and Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, as we are going to get a very special Valentine's Day episode of Weapons Hot coming at you live here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Sports World Radio, Snowman Digital Media, and quite frankly, any place where you get your New York Jets fix. So we got a lot to talk about. And as you could see, I have anointed myself the silly season savant. So, and as you can see all by our names, you could pretty much uh, understand how we feel about the New York Jets offseason at this point. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about here. And we're going to try to pack um, a lot of information for you um, in, in this hour. But I tell you, it's, a, it's one of the first things that I want to put out there. And then I'm going to turn the floor over to Jax. And then we'll swing back around to Jimmy. There are just so many different rumors that are out there, so many different trade scenarios. Free agency is less than a month away. So many different ridiculous season or ridiculous stories that are coming out there that it's hard to kind of wrap your head around them all. So, Jax, your 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 handle today says it perfectly, knee jerks anonymous. So I want you to give us your your words of wisdom uh, as to uh, silly season here, and then we're gonna swing back around. Uh, because I want Jimmy to take a crack at this barrel too. So shoot. Look, uh, yeah. Look, I I think we're all on the same page here. I mean, there's a, a you know different aspects of what the hell is going on that we're all kind of feeling, I guess, in in, in our own right. So, um, you know, CG, I I think yours is is probably one of the, the where I'd like to start because we have to recognize that this is silly season right now. We have to recognize. Um, how much of, of of what it is that we're hearing and seeing is is literally uh, just nonsense? You know what I'm saying? Because it is. I mean, until there's until there is something. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. I I, I had thought I had turned it off. Excuse me. Anyways, um, 
there's there's so much of what's going on right now that is is fueled by the fact that there is no certainty in anything unless it's reported. Okay, so I mean we've got all of these Twitter you know uh, prognosticators and all of the, the Facebook uh, you know GMs and all of that who are throwing out stuff and saying stuff and giving everybody you know these random ideas to think about. But the fact of the matter is, until it's reported by a team, nonsense. Let, let's let's not even do it. So a team, a, exactly by a team, and and I, I said that specifically yeah. because I'm not I'm not going by no players. I'm not going by agents. I'm not going by nothing. If, when the team announces it, it is then official. And until we start to get some official news, you know, I, it, it it might be fun to kind of think about it for a little bit. But once we start having all of these weird discussions and and arguments and all of that other crap, um, I I think we're all just doing too much. So um, as of right now. Knee Jerks Anonymous, that's basically where I am. Hi, my name is Kevin. And, uh, Hi, Kevin. I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, we could sit there yeah. and we could actually say that before, but, you know, hey. Well, I mean, the, the reality is is that, I, CJ, to the point, um, there's all of these rumors, man. I mean, now we've gone from Deshaun Watson to, um, to uh, uh, Russell Wilson to uh, you know, now Zach Wilson is, is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence and, and – you know, all of the other nonsense that, that, that people are kicking around because there really is no news right now. So, you know, they're creating cycles, they're creating storylines, they're creating clicks. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I say this every week, Jim, you know, I, I think we were talking about this before. I, I need to get a Snickers endorsement because this is another unfortunate side of hunger. We, we want, we want, we want, we, we need to eat right now. And uh, this is what they're feeding us, and it's trash. You know, this is empty calories. So mm-hmm. we need to be careful about where we go. Um, so look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to limit my thoughts to that. Just, just in, to, to sum it up by saying, stop. Get help. Just <laughs> that Michael Jordan. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Stop yeah. Stop it. it. Please. Stop let's, it. Let's not. Let's Get not do all of that. Um, let, let's really just kind of focus on. Yeah, it's good to have those conversations. It's good to have those discussions, but base it on the premise that none of it is reality until it is feel me so uh jim i I know you got something on this i'm really interested to hear where you're at with this also well i think i'm I'm gonna take what you said at the very beginning there kevin about us being on the same page and i'm gonna take that to assume that you're talking about us three we're on the same page yeah yeah we're on the same because looking at these jets groups good lord (laughs) they are not on the same page we were we were just laughing about a post earlier CJ was seeing it, and it was like, keep Sam, give him some weapons, and he'll sling the S out of the ball. Yeah, to the other team. <laughs> like, Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's just, I can't fathom how... I can't fathom how some of these guys don't watch shows like this one, don't watch shows like Live Rounds. Like, Kevin Robbins speaks absolute truth the entire time he's on that show. And over and over, just people with these same tired arguments that they have nothing to back it up with. And, like, yeah, like you you pointed out, Kevin, like, now Zach Wilson could go number one or... Then you have, uh, who's that guy, that uh, weekend columnist, weekend contributor for ESPN, saying that Deshaun Watson's actually not interested in the Jets. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, yeah, what a Fowler? Joke. Fowler it was. Yeah. 
Well, the guy wants to make a name for himself, so why not say the opposite of what everyone else is saying? Because if he hits on that, everybody remembers that. If he's wrong, everybody expected him to be wrong, so it's not a big deal. But in that particular interview, he said, I spoke to a source. (laughs) He didn't say, I spoke to a source within the Deshaun Watson camp. He didn't say, I spoke to a source within the Texans organization. He didn't say any of that. He, he could be talking about some guy who just emailed him and said, hey, I got the scoop for you. I spoke to, I spoke to a source in Walmart the other day who said he uh, he lives in the town where Deshaun Watson went to high school. So, you know. Right. That's, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing right there, man. And and we're pointing out the names that being on the same page. That's why my name is what it is this time. Because... Yeah. There, there's a certain way this is going to go, and there's a certain road that, that the Jets should follow. Not saying there's one road, but there are certain plans that the Jets should follow. And I got to say, man, I'll, I'll end it with this. I am very glad that some of these guys posting on Facebook aren't actually involved with decision-making for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if not, we'd all be in trouble. Well, Anyhow, uh, really quick, before I get into my comments, I want to get through the comments for the show, and I would like to thank everyone who is tuning in and interacting with us today on Weapons Hot. Shout out to Rockaway Archie. What's up, fellas? Uh, shout out to Paulie Edston Jr., the boss over at Sports War Radio. Yes, Love the show. Did. Snickers endorsement, LAMO. Uh, 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 LMAO. Um, Ryan Thomas from the Thomas Take Podcast chiming in. What if the Buffalo Bills bring in J.J. Watt? Um, I responded with, make sure you have plenty of Geritol on hand and maybe some Depends, too. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Stenberg uh, chiming in. Fun fact, in the 61-year history of the New York Jets, they are 103 games below 500. Thanks very much, Jeff. Always a yeah, pleasure man. whenever you uh, you know remind us of how, how bad we are. We so, wear that like resident a Patriot fan. Hey. That's Look, a badge of honor for the that, fans that, because you even... go through it. Right. That's even more of, of and I think we, we've all kind of touched upon this. The, the narrative around us is going to change. And I'm just going to say this because in the spirit of uh, Valentine's Day, if, if like, like I said before, if, if that is if there is such a thing. Um, change is coming for us, man. And I mean, we, we, we spend a lot of these shows, you know, in the past, over the course of the past couple of years, CJ, I know we, we've touched on this how many times, but um, we've been a bad organization. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're going to have to deal with that, you know, going into the point where we're not. Right. Um, but I think uh, really where it is that we stand right now, we're on probably some of the best footing that I can remember, you know, since Parcells being here and, uh, yeah. you know, coming into maybe the middle of this season coming up, even if, even, and I'll just say this just realistically, even if we're not looking like, you know, we're, we're going to be a 10 win team. Um, even a, a seven or eight win team is, is better than where we've been. Right. And we, we do have some holes and we do have some things that, you know, that need to change, but a seven or eight win team, as far as we're concerned, you know, that that's the winds of change. You feel me? So I'm looking forward to that. So we can listen to have all this other nonsense uh, kind of fall to the wayside. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to get back to some of these other comments real quick, and then I'm going to throw my two cents in Uh, we, uh shout out to Neil Villa piano. Who's actually watching. He was, uh, a guest on our show earlier, um, oh, actually the author of the book, J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. I do recommend Thanks. everyone go and check it out. It's actually a really good book. Uh, I've read it cover to cover twice, and believe it or not, you know, Neil um, lives with a couple of Jet fans, so he's got some first-hand, first-hand experience from a third-person view. 
Um, shout out to Lino Cortina. You got to come with some numbers and info to back up your comments. I know I do. Laugh out loud. Uh, Paulie Edson Jr. again. Yeah, how BS the Fowler part of the report. I heard some team names on Jets. Yeah, probably not. Whatever, man. That's that's the whole thing. Um, Ryan Thomas uh, shooting in with a question. What would you say is this? What would you say is the biggest single positional need for the New York Jets? I'm going to tell you that right now. The biggest single positional need for the New York Jets as it stands right now, and no, it's not quarterback. Everybody wants to point at quarterback because it's the easy it's the easy thing to point out. Thank it's the you. easiest Thank thing you. to single out. You want to know where the biggest positional need is? The biggest positional need is center. Center of the offensive line. And the reason being is because the center of the offensive line is the straw that stirs the drink. And right now we've only got one competent piece on that offensive line, and that is Makai Becton. If you want to throw Pat Elfline there too, uh, even though he's offered injured, but you know what? We picked him up on a flyer, and he actually did very well for the New York yeah. Jets. Oh, so he, I see throw, one, possibly two people, even yeah. George Fant. Okay, yeah, but still, kinda, the, uh, yeah. the the offensive line has a lot uh, a lot of work that we still need to improve, and I expect that to uh, I definitely expect that to be an area of concern for Joe Douglas in free agency. Now that being said, before I go back to some of these um, uh, comments back here. One of the things that makes me laugh about silly season is that the New York Jets get thrown into thrown into the mix in every single ridiculous trade scenario, or every single ridiculous uh, mock draft scenario, free agent signing, etc., etc., etc. And it's a joke. It really is. And the reason being is because you know it. It's fun to make fun of the New York Jets. It's still, uh, what is it? It's been easy. It, it, it's it's, been it's easy. easy because it's been yeah. an easy, we've been an easy target for 50 plus years because the team has been mired in mediocrity. It has been fueled by futility. And, you know, you, you have an aggravated fan base that is just absolutely sick and tired of it. You know, somebody put out a post, I think it was Connor Hughes or, um, or, or Connor Rogers. I know one of the Connors on Twitter. That New York Jet fans should be excited about this upcoming offseason, yet everyone continues to say how angry the New York Jets fan base is, especially when it comes to social media and so on and so forth. And, and you want to know something? The reason why the New York Jets fan base is as angry as it is is because we've been lied to. We've been jerked around. We've had the wool pulled over our eyes. We get, make fun of, we've get, we get made fun of by other NFL teams' fan bases because our organization has been an absolute joke. And the thing is, is that now we actually have a front office which is very, very serious in taking in in trying to move this franchise from a laughing stock into an actual relevant NFL franchise. Yet they're being told by their own fan base what moves they should make, what moves they would do this, and what moves they should they should say everyone else. Here's what I think. I think that all of you just need to relax. You've waited this long. You just got to wait a little bit longer. And it's not as if you've got Mike McCagnan, who you'd have to worry about with over $100 million of cap space, going and blowing his wad on C.J. Mosley and some other idiot, okay, just because he gets a phone call from some yo-yo to say, hey, well, this guy's available, okay? Jet fans every single year were duped into thinking that this is the year we're going to be competitive. This is the year we're going to make the playoffs. This is the year we're going to make a deep run. This is the year we're going to do this, and this is the year we're going to do that. So, as Jet fans, we are an easy target. And it's unfortunate because we have been, 
to, to use Kevin's line, we have been so starving for a competent, relevant NFL competitive franchise that right now, if, if somebody told us the desert was, was an ocean, we would go and drink the sand. All right? So what we need to do collectively as a fan base is we need to all consciously look ourselves in the mirror and say enough's enough and say, you know what, let's let our, let's let our, our football people do football work and give them the opportunity to turn this franchise around. Now that the Johnsons have absolutely nothing to do with it, they have publicly taken themselves out of the reins. So now this is Joe Douglas's baby. And Joe Douglas is alone. Along with Robert Sala. So now, we need to see what these two can do together. And the only way we're going to see it is if we let these guys do their jobs. So now, I, I want to go back to the, uh, the, the comments in here. Uh, speaking of uh, Paul Edson Jr., Speaking of Valentine's Day, a few team topics. Who will be a perfect match of quarterback for the Jets in 2021? When should we break up with Sam Darnold? How do you break up with him? Email, fax, text, in person, socially distanced, what? I would pretty much, um, I don't know, carrier pigeon? Throw a rock to his front window? Say, deuces, it's over? You know, that's what I would do, but that's me. Um, <laughs> Jeff Stenberg chiming in, it's Valentine's Day, and in the spirit of the holiday, I'd like to say... I love all you Jets fans. Thanks for always being willing to lose. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you. Here's a big giant heart for you. From you, Jeff. <laughs> all right. Scott Gillespie, why we might win why we might be seven games below five hundred with this head coach. Joe sold his soul. I hate to say it. Joe has to stop hitting on every female reporter and he must pass to the other side. <laughs> Would you stop blaming this on Joe Namath? The Jets don't suck because of Joe Namath. All right. Uh Lino Cortina, we had two wins last year. If we can get to six or seven this year, it would be a win. Ryan Thomas, uh, chiming back in. I like that take back in the solid. Uh, loved him coming out of college last year. They have to build the lineup to help Darnold develop or whichever QB they rolled with. Uh, Lino chiming back in. Fant was more sol- was more than solid for us. Uh, Lowell Litchmore chiming, chiming in with Thune. Uh Scott Gillespie saying it's not fun, it's easy. Uh where we are every year, then the season starts, and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, and there's a bunch of other um, comments that I want to get to. But first things first, um, one of the things that I want to say really quick is I know that you guys have all talked about the 14 proposed trade. I know that you guys have seen it um, in the private group chat that the three of us are involved in. There is a 14 proposed trade in which somehow, some way, the New York Jets would end up with Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Then we're going to circle back around to, to Jimmy because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the latest trade scenario. So notice I rolled my eyes with that one. Right. So, right. Kev, talk to me. What's going on? And you got enough eye rolls to uh, power a small city, to be perfectly honest with you. This is a... This is another one of them things, man. Um, I don't, I don't, I really, and I, I think I said this to you before. I really don't even want to give any air uh, to this uh, to this Russell Wilson story, just because I think it's just because we're kind of in the middle of it right now. This is the one thing that will will give us at least a week or or maybe six or seven or eight days worth of conversation. But uh, the reality is, is that it, it probably should never even have been 
proposed. And I know this is they, excuse me, they say it's a, you know, a, a fake, you know, kind of a fantasy trade. But the, yeah, that that's John Madden, uh, you know, football, right? Uh, you know, uh, that's a John Madden kind of move right there. Um, not to mention the fact that, to be perfectly honest with you, in that trade we get screwed because we give up too much and we don't actually get back what it is that we need. Because Russell Wilson, while he is, you know, still, a, you know, obviously a, a really good quarterback. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would prefer him in this situation before I would prefer Deshaun Watson. Now, everybody gets a quarterback in, in, in that move, if, if, if I remember it correctly. And I think that some other, you know, teams get, you know, multiple draft picks and uh, multiple, you know, high-end players who have already been producing in, in, in the league. And we all, all we get is, is Russell Wilson. So um, I don't like it. Um, I, again, I just feel like we come out on the short end of the stick in that. Not only that, but uh, – Again, uh, Mr. Savant, uh, this is the middle of silly season, and, and this again, it, it seems like a silly season trade. Um, but I, I let me let me just wrap it up by saying this: um, the point that you made about center being the most important position. I, if I, I, my screen almost melted over here because you spit so much fire just to, in that very small take, um, because that's realistic, man. Uh, if, if if we're gonna see any trades, we're gonna see any moves. I think the biggest moves that we're going to see, or, or excuse me, let me let, the most impactful moves that we're going to see coming up into the season will actually be evolved, whether it will be the offensive or defensive line. It's going to be in the trenches, and then after that, whatever we do with the quarterback. So this trade, yeah, no. Nah, I, 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 you'll probably never hear me discuss it again. Jim, what do you think? I don't I don't think it warrants a, a legitimate discussion now. We, we give up Sam Darnold, which, of course – Texans will get three first-round picks, two second-round picks. We get Russell Wilson. Seahawks get Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick and, Bosa. Exactly. And Nick Bosa. And two first-round picks. See? No. And the Niners get Deshaun Watson. So the 49ers get and, – and there was another – I'm looking over here on it right now, and this, this particular article doesn't show the, the actual breakdown, but I believe it was um, – Houston is getting one of our, our pick 34, two of our first rounders. For that, I want Deshaun Watson. If I'm giving that to Houston, I want Deshaun Watson. There's no other way around that. Respect to Russell Wilson. But the biggest thing that we have to remember about this is we're definitely coming out on the short end of the stick because we'll get Russell Wilson through 2023, okay? Think about it in both sides. If we got Watson on his current contract, after that contract is over, that is an easy thing to re-sign Watson and keep going. Okay, that's an easy decision to make because he'll be 29, maybe going 30. That's an easy that's an easy five-year contract to extend him. Or Russell Wilson is going to be 33 by the end of his contract, 34 by the end of this one. So that's a bigger question. Now you, now you have to think, okay, not saying he can't keep going, but you have to, you do have to take that time to say to, you know, to weigh the value versus cost because he's going to be 34 years old, 35 years old, somewhere, somewhere in there. You know, what's going to no, he's going to be 36 because he's 33. Now I, I don't have it in front of me. Sorry guys, but, that's a bigger question to ask yourself, right? Is 
what happens after this contract? Do we re-sign him? How is he doing? He, Russell Wilson is the most sacked quarterback in the last four years. Exactly. He's been sacked 201 times in the last four years. That's, he's taken a beating, so there's, there's issues. Uh, I don't like it. I, I, I think this is – I think Nick Wright is out his mind. I'm I'm still just just let me let me just finish let me draft this up because because this is is popping into my head I I really don't even see why would we be involved in any of that trade like for it's, Russell Wilson for Russell Wilson I mean the Jets Russell, have the capital is why well I mean yeah we have the capital but why would we have the interest in that well you say Russell Wilson is older totally. than 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 Deshaun would be at the end of the current contract right now so yeah no uh uh-uh. that, that 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 to me I I just looked at it like. Why? No. Yeah, it's because the Jets have the capital and it gives these analysts something to talk about. Like to they they like to play with our money. Yeah, right. Because they can. So <laughs> I mean that's basically it. There's no logical reason this would happen. There's no GM well, I guess I shouldn't say no GM, but no smart GM would, would think about this if they're Tannenbaum's all in. 49ers, <laughs> 49ers, yeah, of course. 49ers would say yes. Because they're only giving up two first rounders, right? Well, uh, they're giving but, up but three in a give, second. But they're giving up Bosa though, too, though. Yeah, right. They're giving up Bosa, which, which is equally ridiculous. Yeah, and like they. I think they want out from under Garoppolo, but I mean Bosa. That, that's that's almost like us uh, throwing Quinn and Williams in, into into any trade pro, uh, proposals right now. Which is a hard stupid. pass for me. Stupid, immediately stupid. No, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just. They, the, like you said, silly season. They got to just have something to talk about, and the Jets have the Jets have the capital for them to do stuff like this. This is like an NBA trade, man. This isn't an NFL trade, basically. basically. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling any of that. No, no, no. I'm going to give all my first round picks to the team that I don't get their 25 year old quarterback. Look and and, and, and I, yeah right and I, I get I get we want to move on from Sam and I mean there's still those remnants of, of of you know Jets fandom who believe that Sam Darnold should be the guy and that uh, you know if any trades that we make should should be revolving around the fact that Sam is our quarterback but uh, I, I think that might actually be my 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 screen name next week Sam's done here man I, and and I I just I'll say it again because I think we've all at some point in time both. Uh, voice some some confidence in, in Sam, but yeah, I, I have. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm confident that he'll be good for another team in like two three years. Just n- no, not here. Kevin, you know what's going to be the worst part about that though, is the second he has a good game, he's going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns one game, and, and everybody is going to be like, it's going to be unbearable. It's going to be unbearable. You. <laughs> right. God. I'm blocking people that week. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm going I'm to yeah. block spree. Look. Block. You're right my, here. My block I'm, button's going to be worn be, out. I'm going to be Dikembe Mutombo. I'm just blocking. <laughs> Swipe left. Swipe left. You're right, you're right here. Left. Yeah, come on now. Let, 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 let's not do that. Oh, it's going to be insufferable. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really starting to get aggravated with these comments, so I'm going to put my phone down for a second. Uh, <laughs> I was looking just a minute ago. I feel you. You know, look. Look, and – I mean, uh, I mean, no disrespect to anybody who's 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 watching who's yeah, watching keep, the show. Keep who's keep your <laughs> keep your comments coming, but you know, I, Scott, you're killing me with your comments. You really are. You're killing me. I, I I love you to death. I respect your opinion, but dude, stop being that fan. 
Stop being that fan that has to go and take a shit on everything that we hold dear as a New York Jets fan. And I'm sorry, I just cursed. All right. But, I mean, it's like, look, you know, you talk about Joe Namath's numbers. He wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame without, without him. Dude, you're talking about a time in which the AFL, NFL just didn't have that type of criteria to be put into the Hall of Fame. All right, if it wasn't for the Jets winning the Super Bowl, we wouldn't have the NFL that we currently have right now. So there is historic proportion. Stop looking at statistics. Stop looking at the negative. I understand you've been a Jet fan for 53 years. Dude, I've been a Jet fan for 41. (laughs) Kevin's been a a Jet fan for 41. Jimmy's been been a Jet fan for almost 30 years. Okay, you've got... 100 plus years of fandom here, 120 plus years of fandom here. We're all sick and tired of suffering. We're all sick and tired of suffering. Okay? But, you know, who cares whether Joe Namath made a deal with the devil to go to, to, to win a Super Bowl? It doesn't affect us now. The, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that we got to the point that we're at right now as a New York Jets franchise because we've had piss poor management, we've had even worse coaching. And we've had players in here that were only prepared to pay for their to play for their paycheck and not for the not for the New York Jets name. We've had GMs like Mike Tannenbaum and like Mike McCagnan who felt like throwing money at the problem and it'll just go away. Stop! Come on now, okay? You're telling me to stop looking at the world through green and white glasses. I'm not, because if I sit here and if I look at this team the way that you are, then I shouldn't root for this team. That means every piece of gear that I got sitting back there, I should just take outside in a barrel and burn it. And I should just never watch another New York Jets football game at, 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 ever again. And if that's the way that you feel, then maybe that's what you should do. But don't criticize me because this is the way that I view the team and this is the way that I view our future, that our future is actually going to be brighter than it is right now. Sure, everything sucks. Sure, everybody's making fun of us because we just got rid of Adam Gase. Sam Darnold is trash. The entire team sucks. Joe Douglas really didn't do anything last year in, in the Monica of free agency because he wanted to see exactly what we have in-house. But don't discount the $100-plus million dollars of, of, of cap space that we have this offseason. Don't discount the plethora of draft picks that we have over here. Don't discount the fact that we could possibly make a blockbuster deal to bring a Deshaun Watson to New York. Don't discount any of that. What I'm saying is just be patient with the process and trust in the process. I understand you're out of patience. We're all out of patience, dude. But you know what? There's no magic wand that anybody's going to pull out of their butt that's going to make this situation any better. Look, I don't have a mic right now, but I got I got this highlighter. <laughs> Right, slap my mic off the computer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the the reality of it is, is that this this team, and I mean, let me let me not even act like I'm gonna really be able to add anything more to CJ's. This is just a, you know a little bit of a different perspective here because the fact of the matter is that we have had really huge challenges, not only with player personnel. When our special teams coach has more sacks than anybody else on our team currently in his career, our special teams coordinator has more career sacks than anybody on our team currently. Think, just think about that. Mm-hmm. What, what, what does that tell you about where it is that we have been? The, uh, uh, another fortunate side of hunger 
is, is another uh, another unfortunate side effect of hunger is because we have been so bad. But let's not forget, real, just real talk. As Jets fans, we all remember 2009, 2010. We all remember 99. We all re- we all remember Vinny and Chad. We all remember all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like we've sucked continuously for all of these years. Curtis Martin was here. Keyshawn and him here. Lavernius, who was who? I, I'm telling you right now, I might end up getting a Lavernius jersey just because those were the times when I feel like I was the most confident about our possibilities other than right now feel me so this has to play out man i i get everybody wanting to be negative or or excuse me not wanting to but being negative just because of what our 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 last decade has looked like but if if you don't love the team you need to remove yourself from it you know just for a little bit man go take a couple weeks you know go to dominican republic you know buy a couple cheap cigars and some liquor and sit on the beach and shut the hell up real talk Thank because you. this this is this is because this is the time right now where all of us who have struggled with this for as many years as we have should probably be looking at this saying, you know what, before I go, we might actually see it. You know, how many how many of us who who's been fans for multiple decades have said, you know what, before I die, we're gonna see the we're gonna see the Jets in, in the Super Bowl. We're gonna see the Jets in in, in, in playoffs repetitively. Um I, I think that's where we stand right now. We're standing on the precipice of that. We haven't Honestly, we haven't seen um, any any coach, any front office put together a, a sustainably, you know, what I'm saying, uh, competent uh, organization. I, I think we're seeing the beginning steps of it with the, with the hiring of Robert Sala and uh, his the, the 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 growth that we're actually seeing in Joe Douglas. Um, Self scouting, I think, is 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 one of the best things. I think, CJ, to, to your point, and, and Jim, I know we've said it. Self scouting right now and looking into what it is that we have. If you're doing your due diligence, you have to do that first. So blowing all that money on free agents and all of that, mm-hmm. it would be stupid. Um, unless right now, because again, we're, we're talking about, you know, turning the corner now. I, I would imagine we're probably going to spend heavily on offensive line, this free agency. I imagine we're probably going to spend heavily on edge. We're going to spend heavily on quarterbacks. Um, I would also predict, um, don't be surprised if there's some, some linebacker movement you know what I'm saying? And there are going to be multiple guys at the linebacker position are going to be brought in because as of right now, really the only one that we have that actually, you know, peaks anybody's eyebrows is, is CJ Mosley. So we're going to have to do something else with the, with regards to that too. But I think it's smart that we're going to see some of these things happen. And I think we kind of just need to ease up a little bit and stop being so negative and just let it play out. So- oh, wait, according to Scott Gillespie, and I'm going to, I'm going to end the, the part on here before we go to uh, to to uh, commercial breaks. Here's a concept. How about being a realist? Well, we are realists here on this show, and the the, the real fact of the matter is is that we ba- we we bash this team when it sucks, and we praise this team when it's good. Right now, we haven't seen squat. Right now, we're in an off season in which the possibilities in front of us are endless. And you know what, Scott? And yeah, I'm looking at you when I make this comment. I trust Joe Douglas with that hundred plus million dollars in cap space more than I would trust Mike Tannenbaum, Mike McCagnin, John Edzik, and every other goofball that came behind him. Plain and simple. Okay? Because this guy helped build the Baltimore Ravens, has two Super Bowl rings to show it, and also helped the Philadelphia Eagles. That's three Super Bowl rings in which he was a part of. Philadelphia in which he was directly responsible for. So the same way everybody was on Mike McCagnin's jock and let's give him a chance and let's give him a shot. 
Give him, give, give Joe Douglas a shot too. We gave McCagnan a shot. We gave McCagnan a shot for five years. He should have been fired then. We gave Idzik a shot. Seriously? They should have never gave Mike McCagnan money. Period. Give like him a that, start. that Chappelle show episode. They should have never gave Charlie Murphy money. So <laughs> when we come back, we're going to continue the uh, New York Jets offseason discussion, plus a little surprises and all this other stuff. So sit tight. This is Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Sports War Radio, and Snowman Digital Media. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Sports War Radio, and Snowman Digital Media. So now as we teased on the other side of the break as we continue with our, our, our silly season conversation, I do want to go into wide receivers, okay? Uh, no, not just wide receivers. I'm sorry. That was one of the last comments that I read before, uh, before we went off the air. But um, I want to go into free agents. So we'll go around the room. We got a lot of free agents that uh, are hitting the block. Of course, some of them still haven't been announced because there are still a lot of teams that have to get underneath the cap, um, uh, underneath the hard cap that the NFL has initiated at this part because of COVID-19. So this time we're going to start with Jimmy and then we'll circle back around to Jax. Jimmy, um, in your opinion, who do you think the Jets should target in free agency? Um. The popular, the popular ones, obviously the Allen Robinsons, the the Joe Thunies, um edge rush is kind of up in the air. It's not really a deep edge rush free agency class. Um, personally, I and I and I don't think this will happen because comments y'all been going crazy today. So let me just preface this by saying I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I would prefer to see Chris Godwin. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Out of Tampa, I think after winning the Super Bowl, I think they're going to make a run for another. Um, but I'd love to see Chris Godwin because I believe that he is he's three years younger than Allen Robinson, first and foremost, and he he can be every bit as good. So I think he's legit number one, and I think that we could get him for about $8 million cheaper per year. Um, I still like Thune. Edge, I, I really like Yannick Ngakwe. Um, I think he can be – he dealt with a lot, and I've said it before on this show. He's dealt with a lot being shuffled. He played for two different teams in 2020, so that that's quite a bit to undertake and still keep your head in the game, you know, for eight or nine sacks last year. Um, so I like Yannick, I, and, I, and I don't think he's going to have any delusions of him getting 20-plus million a year. So I'd really like to see somebody like that. Um, let's see who else is here. Another one, like if I would be willing to spend the money 100% on Shaq Barrett. But again, probably not going anywhere. That Tampa Bay defense is pretty stacked. So it uh, looks like T.Y. Hilton is going to be an undrafted free agent. That could be something. He's a little bit older, but he's got that leadership that I like. I think there's a lot of intangibles that could come with that. I still like Richard Sherman for the leadership aspect, shift him to a free safety or a, a nickel corner role. I think he'd be great in the slot. Um, there's just, there, there's a bunch of them out there. And Dominican Sue, I hate that guy. So I think he should just get out of the NFL. I think he's a cheap player and I never want to see him play again. He just got a ring. He's living. Yeah. You can go now. You got right. your ring. <laughs> right. You can go. 
you know, there's there's a bunch that like I'm trying to look at, at some of the guys that are that are not really not really there. Um, I like here's here's one that nobody's nobody's going to talk about. Regard, you know, we're going to be making moves at quarterback, so um, I like Tyrod Taylor for about six million a year as a backup. Not bad, not bad at all. I mean, all these guys are unrestricted as well. So, you know, Jason McCourty, he's going to be again these. I'm and I'm looking at these older guys for a reason, folks, yeah. because locker room stuff. When you plug in, they may not be the elite player that they were four or five years ago, but when you plug these leadership roles in, the Richard Shermans, even JJ Watt, even JJ Watt. When you plug these guys in at these key positions, a cornerback, an edge rush, you know, defensive end, so that front seven, when you plug a nice wide receiver in, when you plug an offense, an, an older offensive lineman in that can still play, these guys take control of that, of that particular room, of that wide receiver room, of that O-line room, and they spread that type of, that type of leadership to the rest of the squad. So you plug those guys in at key positions and you're building the culture. You want to build the winning culture with guys that have been there with guys that have, have been good human beings. And that that's what builds the team fundamentally. So yes, between the numbers you want, you want the talent obviously, but you also need those intangibles. You need the leadership roles. You need the guys who, who understand how the game works and they realize that they're not, you know, they're the third year player anymore at the top of their game. So they want to spread that. They want to leave their legacy and their mark. Hey, Bryce Hall is doing great because I, I Richard Sherman taught him what to do in the, in the defensive backfield. Like that's what we need. So those are some of the guys, those are some of the guys that I really like. True. Um, I, I want to piggyback off of that specifically because um, I, personally was kind of looking at uh, some of the older guys as well. And, and, and because I think that adding veteran presence on the edge, adding veteran presence in the cornerback room, um, those things are immediately impactful for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think that offensive line specifically is where we really need to kind of focus money on studs. Right. And uh, if, if, if I'm just going to throw out some names, because I was thinking uh, Justin Houston is, is, is going to be a free agent if we're talking about edge rusher. Um, I think Melvin Ingram is going to be uh, 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 available uh, via free agency. And I mean, I know he's getting longer in the tooth, but I still think that the, the guy can actually get to the quarterback. And adding that actually takes a little bit of pressure off what Quinn and Williams and what uh, um, John Franklin Myers are doing on the interior. Um, not to mention the fact that we're going to be trying to get rid of Henry, Henry Anderson here. And I think that. Uh, Melvin Ingram could be had for much cheaper than what it is that we would be looking to pay um, Henry Anderson. Um, beyond all of that, um, the offensive line to me is is, is extremely um, interesting <laughs> because there are quite a few names, right? Um, the, the names are popping right now. Um, I, I, I think we saw our story earlier, well, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, Corey Lindsley. And and, I, and Jim, if, if I remember correctly, I think that the, the guy's a stud, man. He, oh, yeah. He would be a monster addition. And that also gives us a lot more flexibility because McGovern is still under contract. He can play guard um, if necessary. And I think when you add a, a veteran presence like uh, the, just maybe bumping McGovern the guard, I think you're talking about, you know, not just uh, um, not just adding a, a, a guy, but adding really solid veteran presence to a line that really – 
kind of needs it. And, and I, we also, you know, we kind of kicked around George Fan earlier and, and, and how, you know, serviceable he's been. I would actually say maybe a little bit better than serviceable, to be perfectly honest with you. Sure. He's but, been good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he is the, the the most definite answer. So I think that we address that in the draft. Um. Also, if we're not throwing the if we're not throwing a brick of cash at at, at Joe Thune, we're making a mistake. Um. So I mean, yeah. Look, there there, there are guys, and and I just want to preface this by saying my thought process is I'm going into this saying we're really not sure what to expect because we haven't really seen it in effect. You know here. I mean, we, we know what these guys bring in. We know what their histories bring in um, it, when it comes to Saleh and uh, the, the, the D coordinator that, that just came from Atlanta. We kind of know a little bit about what they're doing, but we don't know what they're going to do with this personnel here and what these guys are going to be able to bring to the table. Um, no more Jordan Jenkins. You know, again, we're going to need some more linebackers. We're going to need some more, you know, presence on the, on the outside. Um, so, look, th- there are a lot of names that are up in the air. I'm really interested because I do have as much faith in Joe Douglas and, and, and Rex Hogan and those guys um, as talent evaluators to think that there's probably going to be some names that we don't expect thrown in the mix here coming up within the next few weeks. But uh, the end result, you know, we'll see how it works out. I, I was, I personally was, was, was pissed off at the Ryan Khalil thing. You know what I'm saying? I know why he did what it is that he did. I personally just didn't think it was a good idea. And it, you know, ended up being right because uh, Khalil was a, was a horrible, horrible uh, acquisition. Um, you know, a guy we pulled up off the couch, uh, who's now, you know, his, his, his remote thumb is probably the, the most swole part on his body. So, um, what, what we're, what we're doing right now is going to be interesting to see, because again, we saw what, what he did in the draft. We saw the self-scouting and, and the, the, the not being overzealous when it comes to adding free agents here. Um, but this is a season where his mark is going to need to be made. I'm interested in seeing what Joe Douglas is going to do because uh, that gives us a lot more insight into what to expect going forward, knowing that these guys that he's going to bring in are going to be his guys. They're going to be the ones that he chose, the ones that he feels are going to have the most impact on this roster, this situation, this city. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about what it is that we're going to see. The, The names in particular, I could throw out a couple that I like just like I did, but, you know, we'll see how it is. We'll see how it goes. CJ, where you at? All right, here's where I'm at. Uh, three guys that I want off the bat, and I'm going to give you my top my top three in no specific order. Um, Allen Robinson for wide receiver. I think that he could come in here and he could take care of business. Um, I think regardless of whoever the quarterback is, um, I think that he could definitely come in here along with Denzel Mims, along with um, uh, uh, Jamison Crowder. Uh, hopefully Lawrence Cager gets some run. Uh, and he breaks his way onto the starting to the starting wide receiver roster. I think that we can we can definitely um, add to the arsenal of weapons um, that we can get here. Now, offensive lineman, I have my eye on. First guy is going to be Corey Lindsley, the center out of Green Bay. The Jets have been linked to him. Um, I think he would actually be a very good person to put in there. You get rid of Connor McGovern, whether you kind of exercise the the option on his. Uh, on his contract or whether you slide him over or whatever, but you know, you get Lindley in there at center. You got yourself a good linchpin for at least another three, four years, possibly five. If he can keep himself healthy, which will also give you the opportunity to be able to go and draft a couple of guys to be understudies to him where they can actually learn underneath and create some, some uh, offensive line depth, which is something the New York jets have lacked for probably close to close to the last decade. 
That being said, another person that I would go after, of course, Joe Thune. Um, That's provided that he's going to hit free agency because there is a possibility that he could get extended with New, uh, with New England long term. Um, if that's the direction they decide to go or Bill Belichick could just do a Bill Belichick and maybe he thinks that Joe Dooney's skills are declining and may just decide to cut him loose. Um, after all, Joe Dooney will be able to command a, a pretty penny on the market. And if he does hit the free agency market and the, the Patriots do not franchise tag him, then I definitely expect Joe Douglas and company to be standing there with the checkbook to, to uh, procure Joe Thune's, uh services. That being said, you'll have three-fifths of your offensive line already taken care of, in addition with Mekhi Becton. Um, you could rotate some guys in and out. There are some other depth guys that are currently there. You're definitely going to part ways with, Alan Lew- with Alex Lewis. You're definitely going to part ways with uh, uh, Van, uh, Van Rotten. So uh, there are some other players with, which the Jets could, can, could uh, decide to part ways with. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of other uh, things over there um, that I think personally, in my opinion, if you really want to rebuild the offensive line and you really want to make a dent, we kind of have to take a page, and I hope Ryan Thomas is listening, uh, we need to take a page out of the Buffalo Bills playbook, which is go out there and you rebuild the offensive line. You go out there and you get some, get some free agents, Build up some rookies, create the depth to go and to uh, rebuild that offensive line. Now, that being said, that also still opens up more options for you, a quarterback. You could roll with Sam, and this is actually a comment that I want to direct at Jimmy. Um, Adam Greenberg had chimed in uh, in regards to th- another argument for keeping Sam Donald. You don't have to extend him. He's ours for two more years. Is that correct? No. Okay. You if have you to pick make a, the decision on the right now, option. you would have to make the decision on this fifth-year option going into this season. So you either – you can say no, and he'll play 2021, and then you have to either extend him or he goes to free agency. The problem with that is he loses all value in a trade. Okay. All right, so now – if you pick up the he also continues to say if you pick up the fifth year fifth year option, it's five million this year and twenty the next. That's twelve point five million a year. Wasting that two pick on a quarterback when we could end up with a ton of picks, moving back four or five spots in the draft, get a blue chip with our cap, other teams in cap trouble build for him. Give him one more uh, give him more than one second to get through progressions. Let Salah and his staff do his job. Sorry, I get it if no one is interested. But a quarter of the league is. That tells me a lot. I, I just I, let me let me chime in on this because I think when when you put it out in in terms of the numbers, you know that's funny math to just you know say you're averaging twelve whatever you know a year. We're talking about paying a guy who legitimately could end up being a scrub twenty million a year, and we're looking at Deshaun Watson who is, you know, again top three, top four, however it is that you want to consider, um, in the league. Who's 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 you know, markedly less than what it is that you would expect to pay for a franchise cal- uh, caliber quarterback. You know Eleven million cap hit for twenty twenty one. If we got exactly, it. but I mean, you know, even even if, if if you want to go even beyond that, because I think that uh, I think his 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 point is that we're talking about this year and and next also when you consider what what the, what the fifth year option looks like. And I know Deshaun, what is is, is it not even thirty one? Um, the the year after, if if I, I I'm, I'm thinking my numbers are close. It goes it, be eleven. It goes 11, 32, 37. 32. That, that's what I was – okay. No, 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 sorry. 11, 35, 37, 32, 32. 
Okay, I was I was wondering was it 35 30? Okay, I thought it was 32, excuse me. But even even if you're talking about getting, you know, a pro bowl caliber quarterback sure. for again what what amounts to be 20 seasons. So no, I, I I get it. Everybody likes Sam. I like Sam I myself. Like and it, yeah, I, I said this, I said it myself. I like Sam too. Sam is just not a good enough quarterback to take us where it is that we need. And even with it, the, the differences in what it is that we are expecting in the remainder of the team, I, I would not put him ahead of actually – look, just at, if, at this point, you know, the, the silver bullet is Deshaun Watson. We saw what Deshaun Watson did on a horrible team. Still Pro Bowl caliber play. So, I mean, just imagine putting a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback on, on an, a rapidly improving team with weapons, with smart, intelligent coaching, and with, a head, uh, and with an owner who is who – is, legitimately looking like he's trying to get out of the way. And I have a point. There's no argument for that. Yeah, for sure. And I I have a point to that as well. So this is what, this is the mistake that the Jets have been making for so many years, right? Is, oh, we can, we can look at this position next year. Let's, let's give him one more year. Well, right. And we can't, we, we can't afford to do that. We are at the point now. We, we are at the point now with this franchise where we cannot pull the Mike McCagnins and the Mike Tannenbaums or whatever and say, well, we'll look at that position or position next year, or let's go and give this guy one more chance, or let's go and let's give this player one more kick at the can. And, oh, we owe it to this player. This player has been such a loyal soldier. We need to, we need to give him an opportunity. Right. No, I'm sorry. We need to, this is said in our intro every single week. We need to start acting like a big boy boy football team. Big boy football teams do not give a damn about players' feelings. They want results. They expect results. They expect wins. They expect playoff appearances, etc., etc., etc. And it's time for New York Jet fans to understand that it's time for the New York Jet franchise to understand that and start acting like a big boy football team. Enough of this garbage. Well, we'll wait till next year. We'll wait till we'll, we'll address this position next year. Because you know what? Next year, everybody who's in that front office may not have a job. I, I just I, I just want to throw this in. just just because a, a part of part of what it is that I think that people are feeling is watching some of the elite players and the elite talent that we have leave and go play better somewhere else. We're not talking about an elite talent here. We're not talking about Sam balling out for these past couple of seasons and then we're, we're ready to move on from him. That's not right. what it is that we're talking about. We're talking about a guy who is last in the league statistically at what, even below 32, like what, 34. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Not, not even, not even in the, in the top for starting quarterbacks, you know, for, for an entire season that we're, we're not talking about how we felt when Jonathan Vilma left. We're not talking about how we felt when, when Abraham left. We're not talking about how we felt when Reeves left. We're not talking about any of those because all of those guys were playing at a, at a high level. Sam, is, mm-hmm. Sam has been, as much as we all like Sam, Sam's been trash. I will yep. bring you guys back to the 2017 draft because that's what Mike McCagnin said. Let's give Josh McCown one more year. Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, we still need to see what they got. So we took a box safety at six when Mahomes and Watson both were passed over by the Jets. That's the problem. That has to end. Right. And the problem is, is that they, there are people who have their different opinions 
on how they think that should end, okay? We've been saying this for the past couple weeks. You put 10 Jet fans in a room, 10 Jet fans are all going to have a, a different vision and a different scenario on how the team should be built. Am I right or am I wrong? It might be You're a right. brawl, a free-for-all after a couple right. of years in there. Okay, <laughs> so now, you know, the, the, the problem is is that we still continue to go back to that same chromogenistic thinking that let's go and get this guy, let's go and get that guy, let's go and get the other guy. You know how many different people wanted J.J. Watt? So, and I'm sorry, Jimmy, I know that, <laughs> I know you, 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 you picked him out. I want no part of J.J. Watt. And I no want fence. no part of J.J. Watt. No offense. We don't have to, we don't have to agree, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, I want no part of J.J. Watt. I'm sorry. Look, I was, because I was because I was J.J. Watt. to push back over on my Melvin Ingram tape, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, because, look, I want, uh, I, I want no part of J.J. Watt. Why? Because the New York Jets are no longer the Geritol Club of the NFL. Okay, we allowed Ed Reed to come here and to play out his twilight years for the for the eighteen million that we gave him. Okay, we allowed other players to come here and to play out their their their, their twilight years. Okay, take a one year show me deal on on Jadavion Clowney. Go make a, a, a a significant push for Shaq Barrett, which I don't think you will. Or just go and draft a pass rusher in the draft. That's it. Patrick Jones. All right? So, I mean, you know, like, look, with all, with, with, with all due respect to everyone who is, who, who, is, who is commenting in, and you guys are sending some tremendous comments, and we, trust me, we appreciate all of the comments that, uh, that you guys are sending in. But normally, if, the, if, if a team parts ways with one of their star players... Someone who has basically been the franchise of, who's been the face of that franchise for almost the last decade. Okay. Uh, I mean, there, there, there has to be something. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Russell Wilson. You know, he, he's going scorched earth, and this all seems to be the new trend now. That every star player is going to go scorched earth with their entire freaking the franchise that they're with to get out. Thank you again, Jamal Adams, because you just continually set a precedent, okay, that now other players are now going to are now going to follow. The only difference is is that with J.J. Watt, he has to be released from his contract. Do you think that the Texans are going to trade Deshaun Watson? I mean, right now, if it gets that bad, it looks like the heck the Texans are digging in their heels. And if I'm the New York Jets. I'm not going to sit around and I'm not going to wait for the Texans to tell to to make a decision whether or not they're going to deal Deshaun Watson. I need to move my franchise forward. And the way that I'm going to move my franchise forward is not going to be dictated by what other franchises do. Sure. So my mindset is what can we do this offseason to improve this football team now? Two words that I throw around on this show all the time. Competitive sustainability. Okay? I would, we need to make that into a T-shirt, okay? Yeah, we need to make the Weapons Hot logo on the front and on the back, hashtag, we need competitive sustainability, okay? That's what we need, okay? Stop with the quick fixes. Stop going after sexy names. Build this team the right way so we competitive. We can be competitive for the next decade and not just for next year. And then the next nine years after that, that Robert Sala is going to be head coach or whatever. We're going to be one in 15. And then we're going to be bitching about the same things over and over and over again because we didn't do things the right way the first time around. Mm-hmm. Can we stop putting the cart before the horse? 
So now the point the, the point that I'm trying to make is for free agency, okay, we don't necessarily have to go bargain basement shopping, but we also don't need to go shop at, uh, you know, Neiman Marcus either. We could go and we could go middle of the road. Like if you if you go and get a Corey Lindsley, you go and get a Joe Dooney, you bring in a Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, I truly believe because of how badly he wants to play for 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 Robert Sala, I think you could get him at a discount. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has already said in none so many words he wants to come play for the Jets, regardless whether Deshaun Watson is our quarterback or not. So I think you go out and you get him. So, uh, I mean, personally, there's still a lot of different moves that the New York Jets can make. But we need to kind of keep our eye on the ball a little bit and see exactly what free agents are going to pop up. Because this list... to me like, yeah, Allen Robinson sounds to me like the kind of... You make that move and every other move that you make, (coughs) excuse me, in free agency becomes an afterthought. You know what I'm saying? And I don't and, and, and to the to, to point CJ was making earlier, I don't even really think that would be the most impactful move that we would make. I just think that's the bigger name. It's like, you know, doing something in news to to have other folks not pay attention to what it is that you did. Like to me, that's what the Allen that's what an Allen Robinson signing would, would feel right. like to me. Well and there's a difference between splash name picks yeah. and quality picks. Like they exactly. can have the name, but it comes down and I've, can, I've can been stressing this Right. I've been stressing this forever. It's character. It I want to know I want to know what the guy does off the field. I want to know if he is a, a he's a good person, if he's a leader. Like then they can have the big name, all the talent in the world, but if they're a leader and they have their head on right, that means they're not going to be the Trumaine Johnson type of a signing, that type of a bolt nonsense oh i almost said it that type of a nonsense splash pick those are splash picks these would be quality free agent signings and they're supplements we want to build through the draft but if you can get that Allen robinson signing i i don't think godwin's going anywhere but like i said i think he could be every bit as good and i think he's younger and cheaper but i wouldn't be mad at having Allen robinson at all and people follow that and a lot of these players, like a Richard Sherman, is going to be like, you know what? I may not have the contract that I want, but I'll be in New York. My marketing will go through the roof. You're right. going to make money on the side. So immediately, immediately. Right, exactly. Job. And not only that, but also coming here just for the just for the fact that that he's he he's being part of the 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 Jets reinvigoration process. You know, I mean, dude, you go and you you you. You go and you bring yourself to New York and you ball out here. The money that you're going to make besides your contract is going to be ridiculous. Insane. So, all right. So really quick, because I know we're coming up against it. It's time for my boy Kevin Jackson's solo segment called In the Spotlight. In the Spotlight with Kevin Jackson. Kevin Jackson. Jackson, we got in the spotlight today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in the white hot spotlight this weekend on Weapons Hot. Um, maybe somebody has been flying under the radar a little bit, Brent Boyer. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to, to kind of comment specifically on Brent Boyer because I've already talked about him once in the show. Um, cause as a play, played 10 years in the league, 16 sacks, um, was, was part of that, that ridiculous air raid uh, defense that they had in, at, at Arizona, Arizona, I think it was when he was in college, um, really solid player specifically, but obviously 
the best coach that we've had on this uh, on this staff until this until this current season when and 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 still you know we're still not even sure if the new guys are going to be better than him um look going going back to to 2016 when he came on i mean the true new york dandelion yeah look i mean think about it for for real um was was an assistant coach uh assistant special teams coach excuse me um with uh with the Colts 2012 2015 2016 he comes here and he has been arguably the very best coach that we've had on this staff. And I know CJ might be able to remember, I was saying a couple years ago, the possibility is we could lose him as a head coaching candidate because he's done such a good job here. And with the, and with, with, you know, with the, with the prevalence now of, of, of guys looking or teams, excuse me, looking at special teams coaches as, as opportunities to, to lead entire organizations a la um, Jim Harbaugh. Um, I, I think that we we are still, you know, in, in a position where, you know, he might end up getting an interview uh, if, if he continues on where it is that he's at. Now, I just want to say this. We've had a couple of pro bowlers on the special team, on our special teams here over the course of the past couple seasons. And uh, I think some of the difficulties that we may have had with some of the lapses have been because of player personnel. And I think now that we've got a new GM in and, and, and obviously much better guys who are, are responsible for scouting, I think that solidifies not just the offense, not just the defense, but it also solidifies what it is that Brent Boyer is going to be able to do with our special teams. And knowing that when we're in flux and knowing also that a lot of times, um, you know, fans might might maybe overlook the fact that special teams is just as important as either of those two things. Uh, when you're talking about field position game, when you're talking about punts and, and field goals, all of those things, um, special teams is huge. And uh, I'll just be honest. I love the fact that we're bringing him back because I don't think there's anybody on the market that would elicit as much confidence in what it is that we're going to do with special teams as what it is that I, I expect for us to get from Brown Boyer. So um, look, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I think that we kind of all in, in at least uh, you know, kind of similar frames of mind when it comes to this Brent Boyer's a beast, man. Brent Boyer's a beast. And I'm so thankful that we brought him back because that really, it, that, that removes a question for me. That, uh, you know, I personally, I mean, you see, you'll know, I've, I've been talking about special teams for years. Um, I honestly think that question answered. I think we're in good shape with, with that. I think that with the influx of new talent that I'm expecting to come in, I think our special teams might really have an opportunity to be, if not the very best, at least the second best unit on this team. Um, hopefully we'll see the rest of them catch up and they'll all be equal. But I like Brand Boyer, man. Brand Boyer is in, in the spotlight this week. What do you guys think? Am I off? Am I close? Nah, he he gets my vote, uh, and, and you know what? I mean, you know, I was joking around calling him a new uh, a New York dandelion, but you want to know something? Uh, he's been able to retain his position on the Jets coaching staff, and that that speaks volumes. Um, he's actually had one of the uh, what one of the the Jets had the best special teams unit what two years in a row? Two years in um, a row, like I said, you know. So uh, I mean, Roberts. he's still he's you know he he's been able to do a lot with very little. So look. Whatever is going to help put W's on the board, I'm all for. And that's that's pretty much my mindset right now as a New York Jets fan going for, And that's going to be my mindset is I'm going to adopt a little bit of the Raider mindset, which is just win. I don't care what you got to do. If a wheelbarrow gives us a better chance to win, then wheel that damn thing out on the field and let it do whatever it's got to do. Just just get me a W. Get me a W. Jimmy? Chew off some kneecaps. <laughs> and then... Take bites out of the defense. And... <laughs> oh man! Wow, 
Why, why, does that re- why does that just remind me of Monty, Monty Python? Like, that's not even funny. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm telling you, man. The Colts, uh, they, got, they got a beast in their coaching staff now. <laughs> like, literally. That's we're going to chew on your kneecap. <laughs> I'm going to eat both your kneecaps. And then I'm going to chew your And then I'm going to floss with your tendon. Right? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, God. I, I was like, wow. Anyway, sorry. Back to our team, guys. Right, right, Brett right. Boyer is – He's a dog, and he trains dogs, and he puts dogs on the field. That's pretty Period. much all you need to say Period. about the man. Period. I think he is the perfect guy to run any special teams unit. And I think when you can, when you're able to put together a special teams squad like that, you're head coaching material. And obviously, it's not a guarantee. But what I'm saying is, is you're taking the guys that may not have as much talent as the rest of the unit or um, maybe are at the tail end of a career and that's where they can get is the special team squad. But if you can make those guys play and play well, then, then you're talking, you're you're talking quality leadership. And I I really, I can't say enough good things about, about Boyer. Um, I think Kevin Robbins on live rounds one time a few weeks ago said it uh, when talking about Mike LaFleur is everybody was like, why do you want Mike LaFleur? He's just going to be a head coach in a couple of years. Well, Kevin Robbins says, let I'll take that problem. That's a great problem to have. If my coaches are going to be so good that they're going to end up head coaches somewhere else, then I'll enjoy our time while we have them. Right. That's I'm enjoying my time with Brant Boyer. And I I don't have any issues with him at all. I, I love the guy. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to do it for today's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Networks, Sports War Radio, Snowman Digital Media, and quite frankly, every place where you can find it. I would like to thank everyone who took the opportunity to, to listen, to chime in, to comment. Yes, even you, Scott Gillespie, even though you and I disagree at times. Um, At times only. Scott's a pretty smart guy, man. Yep, exactly. So I'd like to thank everyone who uh, chimed in, commented, liked, shared the post, interacted with us. We appreciate it, especially on Valentine's Day for for all of you. So you can find the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. Ladies, make sure you write that down. And also, Mr. Jets by Jimmy at Jets by Jimmy. Don't forget to go to WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Go and check out our content. Our stuff is up there along with the other plethora of shows that are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page. Like and subscribe there. Our content is up there. Don't forget to go to our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. As, like our like our channel. Subscribe. Get your notifications. We just released episode two of uh, Weapons Hot After Dark. So we do have another episode coming up. So, of course, please uh, keep your eyes peeled to social media. We will um, post when that is going to be live so you guys can interact. Also, don't forget to leave us some feedback. You know, we we love going back and forth with fans about this team. We love hearing different opinions. We love sparking different conversations about different subjects in regards to the New York Jets. Whether we agree with you or not, don't be afraid to submit your comment because – we don't alienate anybody. We don't ostracize. We don't kick people out like other podcasts oh, do. Man. We don't block people like uh, like other podcasts do. We accept all comments. 
big and small, short and tall, negative, positive, and we give you our honest opinion. And that's really all that we can do. Also, don't forget to download the app, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. That is the best Please. way that you can get, get to get to the archive episodes of Weapons Hot. Go to Google Play on Android. Go to the Apple Store at iOS. Download it. Like it. Subscribe to it. All of that good stuff. Don't forget to go to Sports War Radio and check us out on there. Our content is up there as well. Leave us a like. Leave us a follow. And, of course, I'm going to turn the floor over to the Reaper as he finishes up with one last shout-out before we get ourselves out of here. Well, I just wanted to let every, you know, tell everybody happy Valentine's Day. You guys are get to spend that time with your ladies. Uh, I want to do a special shout-out to my girlfriend, Ashley. I love you, and I'm sorry we can't spend today together. She currently lives in California. I'm up in Idaho, but doesn't mean I'm not thinking of her any less, so... So I just wanted to wanted to put that out there. Aw. All right. That's be- that's beautiful. Um, shout out to Lino. Shout out to to Rockaway yes, Art. Shout out to Lowell. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to to everybody, man. All Scott, everybody. Uh, it, it, Paul Edson, who I've interacted with, you know, for years, different shows, different different things. Guys, we really appreciate you, especially today. Um, I know um, I know Jim's feeling a, a certain way because the ladies in Cali. Mine's about an hour away right now. And as soon as I wrap this up, I'm about to go pack up my stuff. I'm about to get on the road. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody, for you, your wives, ladies, if you're watching, to you and your husbands or your boyfriends or whoever. Um, thank you for spending your day with us. This is special. We really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all very much for being part of our family. Yes, sir. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Kevin Jackson, Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, This is CJ, the Painkiller D. Simone, signing off for today. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets, and I will leave you still with the best chant in the National Football League. for you, Kevin. Peace, love, go Jets. Happy Valentine's Day. Be safe out there, guys. We love you. I love it. That's what's up. Peace out, guys. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.